When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Today is Monday, January 27th, and this is Celtics Beat on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio-video coverage of the Boston Celtics. I'm Adam Kaufman, and episode 351, a tribute to the late Lakers star Kobe Bryant, is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Go to BetOnline.ag today and use the promo code CLNS50 for a 50% bonus on your next deposit. Brian dribbling, has to put it up at the buzzer, banks it in, oh, he banks in the three, and the Lakers win the game! Brian, on the move, with the jumper, he got it! And the Lakers lead! Bryant with the save, oh, you gotta get a shot here. final seconds, Bryant for the win, bang! Kobe Bryant has hit a shot at the buzzer! Everybody wants it to get into Kobe's hand. Kobe pump fake for two. Kobe stopped the Laker record. 81-point game. Ladies and gentlemen, you have witnessed the second greatest scoring performance in NBA history. Bryant on the move with the jumper. He You hear that, and it's really all you need, right? One name. You know exactly who he is, like so many other sports luminaries in history. One name is all it requires to instantly picture a person, to conjure up an emotion. Love, hate, respect, jealousy, awe, acclaim, whatever it may be. In that case, Kobe. That's it. You know who he is. You know who he was. Kobe Bryant was just 41 years old, and his helicopter went down, as you obviously know by now, in Calabasas, California, with nine people on board, including the NBA legend, his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna, Gigi, seven others, just before 10 a.m. Sunday morning, West Coast time, a group that was headed to Kobe's Mamba Sports Academy for a basketball game. The weather... Especially heavy fog may have played a role. Maybe we'll never know. Obviously, those are some of the early reports. We're talking about a five-time NBA champion, a three-peat, and then the two after losing to the Celtics in 2008. Kobe Bryant won the next championship, got his revenge on Boston in 2010. In many ways, 
not that he needed it, but kind of rejuvenated him, resurrected something inside of him. You know, he talked about it at the time, made him hate the color green, losing the season 2008 until a couple springs later when he got the last laugh. But a two-time finals MVP, 2008 regular season MVP, an 18-time All-Star in his 20 years, all spent with the L.A. Lakers, fourth now all-time on the NBA's point scoring list with 33,643. Of course, all of those regular season always kind of bugs me when postseason stats aren't accumulated, aren't counted in, in that type of thing. That's a whole other thing. But future Hall of Famer in months, not years, 13-time All-NBA, 11 of those first team, two-time Olympic gold medalist, a career that is one of the greats. I mean, in many ways, goes beyond comprehension. The guy was loved, he was hated, and really I'm talking about him as a player, you know, on the court. I realize he leaves behind a complicated legacy for at least one thing off the floor, but I'm, I'm talking about purely on the court. Loved, hated, but almost universally respected. Sparks so many debates. You know, is he the greatest ever? Is he even in the conversation? You know, I know some people, most of them Lakers fans, that would say, absolutely, he's, you know, he's in that conversation. I know other people that would say, absolutely not. You know, he, he doesn't belong, despite all his acclaim. But that's, again, that's that's just the, you know, the fun part of sports, debates, obviously, and, and, and debating a player's legacy, be it while they're still playing, after they're retired, long after they're gone. You just hope, obviously... More often than not, this is the case that, you know, when the after they're gone applies decades and decades after they played, not a few years. Again, Kobe was 41, accomplished everything he did after entering the NBA when he was 17 years old, first played when he was 18, taken 13th overall by the Hornets before that trade to the Lakers for Vladi Divac, goes on to play for the team that he grew up loving after that pre-draft workout for the Celtics in 1996. I know that... That picture of him in the Celtics t-shirt, logo on the front, the gray t-shirt, white t-shirt, whatever it was, still makes its rounds on social media, all the more so now, obviously, but sees often to take Antoine Walker. I don't think anyone blamed them at the time. You know, it's a teenager, a kid that was coming out of high school, as, you know, a, a bunch of guys did. I mean, rare in the grand scheme of the NBA, but a bunch of guys did kind of around that that time. You know, how many of them actually panned out? Almost none. In the way that that Kobe Bryant did, unless you think of obviously a guy like Kevin Garnett, which we do around here. But, I mean, he burst out of the scene. All-star in year two, over the course of time, conjuring up memories of Michael Jordan, the way they played. You know, I tweeted out at, a, at Adam M. Kaufman. You can see the video I put out yesterday that I didn't edit it. I couldn't tell you who did, but it was making its rounds. I think it has for years, and I, I put it out of just how, in some ways, at least in this video, you know, Kobe and, and Michael just mirror images of one another on the floor with regard to some of the moves and some of the different things that they did and, and the way they celebrated or reacted and uh, really just a, a, a fun, cool watch. But he had an incredible career. I don't think anybody would argue against that. Hell, I mean, he had two Hall of Fame careers and wore two different numbers and has two damn numbers in the rafters in L.A., 8 and 24, which... I won't lie. I mocked at the time. I still think it's kind of ridiculous, but it's not as though it, it is undeserving. It's just the idea of, of one player having two retired numbers. But he's a Los Angeles icon, you know, one of the greatest players in NBA history. He absolutely is. 
and a man, some, like Magic Johnson, a Lakers great. I mean, he's called Kobe the greatest Laker ever. I don't personally agree with that, but some would. A generation of fans absolutely would. And now he's gone. After living half a life, you know, 41 years old, in today's where we are, you know, the only reason a person ever lives to just 41 years old is when there's a tragedy, when something horrible happens or or you're stricken by a horrible disease. You know, it's not, you know, natural causes, natural health, you know, that, that stuff's supposed to take you into your 80s, your 90s. And this is a man that, that had so much left to give, you know, so much he was doing and, and not, you know, just to the game of basketball, to, to the world. We were seeing that. We were starting to see it over the last couple of years with Gigi, with his daughter. And if you feel like, you know, we've already gone 10 minutes or whatever and I haven't spent enough time on that, I'm going to. If you haven't noticed, I mean, it's going to be a different kind of show. You know, we're, we're not talking about the Celtics all that much. We'll hear from some, but we're not we're not going to talk about the Celtics all that much in this one. We're going to spend this show just sort of thinking, talking a little bit, no guests. We're going to hear from a lot of people, you know, a, a lot of the the people who are close to Kobe Bryant and just their natural, raw reactions after the news broke. If you happen to miss any of it, I think I've got a pretty good sample of, of a lot of the stuff that was out there floating around so that if you did miss it, you can hear it here, but... You know, Kobe after his passing that, you know, when it happened, and it is, I know a lot of people have said this, and it's true. It's it's one of those where it happens and you do. You remember where you were when you heard it, you know, for for a generation. Again, I'm not, I'm not going to say it's the same thing. It's not. But for a generation, I mean, this is like, where were you when, when Roberto Clemente's plane went down, when you heard that? Where were you when JFK got shot, when you heard that? Where were you when... 9-11, again, very, very different. But but there are these these instances in this world, in our existence, that you hear it and you instantly remember where you were, what you were doing, where you were sitting, who you were with, what you were wearing, whatever the hell else. This is one of those. This is going to be one of those. And TMZ breaks that story. And so many of us, as you do when these stories come out, and it's this is far from the first tragedy that the world or the sports world has had to endure, you see it. You see that headline on Twitter, and it's like, oh, this has got to be wrong. Hopefully somebody screwed this up. Hopefully this is a hack. And it wasn't. A lot of irresponsible reporting going around in the hours that followed the initial news, not from TMZ, by the way. TMZ had it right, had it correct, every little detail that it reported uh, for the most part, I mean, I think it had the the number of people wrong initially because I think it said Kobe and four others, and, and then the official manifest obviously said a total of nine people. But, you know, the misreporting with regard to whether or not any of his family members were on there, there was one report that said all four of his daughters were there, and, and then it was none of his family members were there. And then, of course, we come to learn that it's Gianna was on there, and Kobe was remembered on social media by a ton of people, too many to name, but among them, Shaquille O'Neal, Bill Russell, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Tom Brady, Julian Edelman, David Ortiz, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, President Barack Obama, a, a ton. Some of the Celtics, Brad Stevens, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, Kemba Walker, they uh, they all spoke 
uh, either before or after yesterday's contest uh, in New Orleans. You know, I'd say most of the guys in the league, the way that I describe it, being a 43-year-old, this Kobe's their Jordan. He broke the hearts of the Celtics many times, and but there's probably no greater appreciation for him than all of us that work for the Celtics and certainly our fans and um, and all of our players. You know, totally looked up to him and totally admired him. In his last year, our guys were all sneaking around getting his shoes signed and everything else, just like everybody else, right? And, you know, I know a lot of our staff did too. A part of, like, you know, I picked up to play basketball was because of, because of him. He inspired so much and it was so tough that I never got to shake his hand. You know, that's what kills me the most. Uh, I was looking forward to that day. Um, never got to meet Kobe Bryant, never got to play against him. Um, but extremely inspired and honored, you know, to just be able to, to play and be able to celebrate his name. I was heartbroken. Uh, heartbroken for his family. Um, I mean, being a father, it's, you know, my stomach was hurting. Um, it still is hurting. So I, I just, um, there's nothing that you can say to make it better, but certainly, um, you know, praying for him and his family. And, um, I mean, it's, it's just so tragic. So it's, it's not, it's not, it, it was, it was tough today. It was definitely tough. I've had a relationship with him and he's been nice enough to, you know, take his time. It took his time out and then showed me things, would text me, the message that he sent me. And, um, so, I mean, it was tough. It's tough, but we weren't the only team out there. You know, there's two teams out there and have to go out there and compete and, you know, play a game that we love. And, you know, for me, I kind of looked at it as I'm pretty sure Kobe would want us to play because that's the kind of fierce competitor he was. He just has so much respect around this league and, you know, from players around the world, from fans around the world, we love Kobe. 16 teams wound up playing across the NBA after some, at least internal discussion, it was reported, should all the games be canceled? Everybody played. Celtics lost in New Orleans, but honestly, as you know, as Greg Popovich said after the Spurs lost to the Raptors. Good game, tough loss, who cares? Yeah, that's that's basically what it was. You know, and there were tributes all across the country that you either heard, watched, or heard about, read about. Some games beginning with opening tip, it's grabbed, eight-second backcourt violation, turnover, goes to the other team, 24-second shot clock violation, goes to the other team, game starts. The eight and the 24, so perfectly symbolic, obviously, of uh, you know of Kobe in that he wore eight, he wore 24, and those are also the rules. You know, it's an eight-second eight backcourt violation and 24-second shot clock violation. I mean, some some things you just can't make up. They just, I don't know who, who came up with that idea to do it in that first game that, or, or every game, but that first game, then it, it spreads to all the others. It, it just a, a phenomenal idea. I know Chris Mannix floated out the idea of at the All-Star game coming up in a few weeks, one team wearing all number 24, the other team wearing all number eight. Don't be surprised at all if something like that happens. You know, we know what an important place Kobe Bryant has, has held, has played, has meant in NBA history. And that was on display. That was on display yesterday. It will continue to be on display all throughout the rest of the year on into the summer. And I'll talk to you about that in a little bit. But listen, I have to uh, I have to pause for a second, not because I want to. 
I'm sure ESPN telecast would like to have broken away from the Pro Bowl to do its coverage of Kobe Bryant. Sometimes it's that's not how the world works. You know, you have partnership agreements, you have sponsors, bills to pay, whatever it is. And uh, this show's no different. So we'll get right back. I just want to tell you the, the show, it's brought to you by betonline.ag. Big game, of course. Coming up Sunday, you can get in. Ton of action, thanks to betonline.ag. How long the national anthem will go, whether there'll be a wardrobe malfunction, how many yards Patrick Mahomes will throw for, the Chiefs-Niners game, hundreds of prop bets you can get in on before the game starts. There's so many I would normally list them and tell you odds and stuff like that. I'm not going to do that right now. Head over to betonline.ag. Use our promo code CLNS50 to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Get in on everything about the big game. Bring the playoffs home with our exclusive sportsbook partner, betonline.ag. All right, let's get back to the more important things here. You know, we heard from a lot of people yesterday, and and I'm going to play you a lot of sound right here, a lot of it heart-wrenching, tear-jerking type of sound. I, I tried to, you know, I'm not, I'm not playing everything because, you know, some of these individual interviews obviously went on for, for minutes at a time, but just some of the, some clips from each of them. Kobe's former teammate, Brian Shaw, was on NBA TV where he works. Used to coach Kobe as well. He was an assistant and associate on the Lakers for uh, a number of years. So the two very close. You know, my family died in a car accident in 1993. One of the things that kept me going is the fact that while they were here, we lived. And we made a lot of memories together. And when they're gone, that's all that you have are the memories that you made while they were here for those Kobe fans that are out there that are feeling like I feel right now just try and think of all the joy he brought you making the highlights that you remember for all the Laker fans that the championships that he brought um, that put smiles on your faces those are memories that you're going to have to rely on going forward as, as sad a moment as it may be right now, um, we were blessed to have such a talented player to bring us the amount of joy uh, and happiness, especially, like I said, for Laker fans and NBA fans as a whole. You know, it's, it was a blessing for us to, to even have him as long as we, we were able to have him. And then there's, of course, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, one of his, you know, NBA predecessors. But again, you know, you're talking about an all-time great, an all-time Laker great as well. Kobe was an incredible family man. He loved his wife and, and daughters. He was an incredible athlete and a leader in a, in a lot of ways. He inspired a whole generation of young athletes. He was one of the first ones to leave high school and come into the NBA and do so well, dominating the game and becoming one of the best scorers that the Los Angeles Lakers has ever seen. I had the privilege of being there when he scored his 81-point game, and it was something that I will always remember as one of the highlights of uh, the things that I have learned and observed in sports. It, this loss is it's, its just hard to comprehend. You can't think of the Lakers and not think of Jerry West, the logo. Kobe's legacy, that it will remain forever. His impact will remain forever. And, uh, but my God, I just, 
feel so horrible for his family. Oh, my goodness. Then you have good friends like Tiger Woods who literally didn't find out until he was coming off the course, you know, walking off the 18th green, gets the news from his caddy as he's heading to an interview, in part because his caddy told him, you're probably going to be asked about this, and, and of course he was, but turns to him and says, excuse me? And the two were good friends. It's a shocker to everyone. Um, un- un- unbelievably sad, and um, one of the more tragic days that uh, I think, well, for me, it's just, the rally's just kind of sitting in because um, I've just told probably about you know five minutes ago. Tiger didn't know what was going on when, when fans in the gallery there on, on 18 were saying, do it for Mamba. What are you talking about, do it for Mamba? They knew he didn't. Dwayne Wade also posted something on social media. Today is, is one of the saddest days in my lifetime. It seems like a bad, like a bad dream that you just want to wake up from. His longtime rival, guy that he ultimately went on to share a building with, obviously, Doc Rivers, former Celtics head coach who beat Kobe in 2008, was on the losing end in 2010, now leads the Clippers, got incredibly emotional. This is part of it. You know, uh, I just don't have a lot to say. uh, The news is just devastating to everybody uh, who knew him, known him a long time. He, mean, he means a lot to me, obviously. Um, you know, he was such a great opponent. It's what you want in sports. He had that, that DNA that, that very few athletes can ever have. You know, the, the Tiger Woods and the, the Michael Jordans. Looking at my young players and, and seeing how emotional uh, they are. Um, they didn't even know him, you know. And uh, it just tells you how far his reach was. So, um I mean, this is just shocking news for all of us. And sorry, I don't have a lot to say. Uh, I just can't. Uh, I have to go talk to a team uh, before a game and tell my player. <laughs> Chris Collins, if you don't know that name, is the head coach over at Northwestern, has been for a number of years at this point, half dozen or so. Doug Collins, kid. Doug Collins, of course, longtime NBA coach, player. Four years older than Kobe's, 45, and uh, has literally known Kobe from birth. He was four years old when, when Kobe was born. Their dads, Doug Collins and Kobe's dad, Joe Bryant, they played in Philadelphia together. And so they met and didn't just meet, you know, as, as baby and, and little kid. You know, they, they, they kept in touch. They, they got, grew close over the years, over the decades. Chris even was a coach with those national teams in 2007, 2008, 2012 that Kobe played on. They were close there, you know, uh, close all the way through. Well, needless to say, obviously the news hit him hard as well. I have a lot of history with Kobe going back to when he was a little kid. And I have a daughter who's 13. Obviously, everybody in our program, our thoughts and prayers and with him and his family and his wife their children really a hard day when something puts it all in perspective about just playing a basketball game every minute's precious man every minute's precious Patriots owner Robert Kraft certainly knows that as well and he was over at the Grammys where so many musicians artists paid their tribute to Kobe Bryant he's he's was remembered there remembered at the Pro Bowl remembered everywhere as as he should be and, and will continue to be. And 
Kraft was asked about Kobe. I had a chance to see him at his last, uh, one of his last games here, and he was such a gentleman, a great competitor. Absolutely. Two words that will forever be used to describe Kobe Bryant, gentleman, competitor, and, and you know, it's the first thing most people say who didn't know him, or even some who did, when just asked about Kobe, you know, and this is, this is before his untimely death. You know, how would you describe Kobe? Ultimate, just fierce competitor, ultimate competitor. You know, one of the more eerie things to come out of the last couple of days, circumstances really everything, isn't it? You know, LeBron James learned firsthand, as we all have, just how true that is. After years of idolizing Kobe Bryant, Saturday night, he passes him for third on the NBA's all-time scoring list. Hours later, hours later, hours after Kobe sends his final tweet congratulating LeBron, he's gone. Helicopter goes down, he's gone. And what's so strange going back is listening to LeBron go on, offered this, I won't play you the whole thing, but offered this four-minute answer just about what it means to him to pass Kobe to become third on the NBA's all-time scoring list and what Kobe means to him. And he more or less memorialized the guy. I mean, that's how you hear it now. It's not how you heard it at the time, but it's how you hear it now. This is just a little bit of it. Now I'm here in the Lakers uniform in Philadelphia, where he's from, where I wanted to first, first time I ever met him, gave me his shoes, he won All-Star Week. It's just, it's surreal. It doesn't make no sense, but the, the universe just puts things in your life. And I guess when you live in the right way or you just giving everything to whatever you're doing, things happen organically and it's not supposed to make sense, but it just happens. I'm happy to just to be in a, any conversation with Kobe Bean Bryant. One of the all-time greatest basketball players to ever play. One of the all-time greatest Lakers. The man got two jerseys hanging up in Staples Center. It's just, it's just crazy. Kobe played his final game April thirteenth, two 2016, just a few short years ago. Dropped 60 points on the Jazz in a win. I know, you know some people marveled at that game. Other people made fun of it because of the number of shots it took to get to 60. But, you know, he went out clearly in a very memorable way. And... Uh, this is how he addressed the Staples Center fans for the last time, at least the last time as a player. I can't believe how fast 20 years went by. I mean, this is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. And, uh, you know, to be standing here at center court with you guys, my teammates behind me, and uh, appreciating all this, you know, the journey that we've been on. You know, we've been through our ups and been through our downs. And... Uh, I think the most important part is that we all stay together throughout. You know, I grew up, I grew up a diehard, I mean a diehard Laker fan. Diehard. I mean, I knew, knew everything about every player that's ever played here. So to be drafted and then traded to this organization and to spend 20 years here, I mean, you can't, you can't write something better than this. And I'm more proud, I'm more proud of the fact that not about the championships, but about the down years. Because we didn't run. We didn't run. We played through all that stuff and we got our championships and we did it the right way. And, uh, all I can do here is just thank you guys. Thank you guys for all the years of support. Thank you guys for all the motivation. Thank you for all the inspiration. 
And, uh, you know, what's funny, <laughs> the thing that had me cracking up all night long was the fact that I go through 20 years of everybody screaming to pass the ball. And on the last night, they're like, don't pass it. <laughs> <laughs> this has been this has been absolutely beautiful, you guys. I can't believe it's come to an end. Um, you guys will always be in my heart, and uh, I sincerely, sincerely appreciate it. No words can describe how I feel about you guys. And uh, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I, God, I love you guys, and uh, I love you guys. And. Uh, my family, to my family, my wife Vanessa, our daughters Natalia and Gianna, you know, thank you guys for all your sacrifice. You know, for all the hours I spent in the gym working and training. And Vanessa, you holding down the family the way that you have. I, I, I can't, there's no way that I can thank you enough for that. So, yeah, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And uh, what can I say? Mamba out. From there, Kobe stormed into retirement, you know, just breezing through one challenge after another. Founded a multimedia company, won an Oscar for a short film, Dear Basketball, published multiple kids' books. Most importantly, made the most of his time with family, mentoring, coaching, teaching his daughter Gigi. Of course, as I said, as you know, last place he was going, they were going, was to one of her games at his basketball academy. About a year and a half ago, Kobe was on Jimmy Kimmel Live. This clip's been all over the place. I'm sure you've heard it. And it just it, it cuts at you. Kobe was, you'll hear, you know, asked about just, you know, having four daughters, you know, two at this point who, you know, probably won't even remember him. One definitely not, a little baby, another that's, two or three years old, you know, another that's going to grow up without a father, without a sister, and with some lasting memories. He was invested, you know, investing himself at, at this time in his life, uh, among other things, in in his daughter's career. You know, what's what's going to come of of her basketball experience? Do you think your daughter might want to play in the WNBA? She does for sure. She does. I, I, I'm telling you, the, be, the best thing, the best thing that happens is when we go out and, and, and fans will come up to me and she'll be standing next to me and they'll be like, "Hey, you gotta have a boy. You and V gotta have a boy, man. You have somebody carry on the tradition, the legacy." She's like, "Oh, I got this. <laughs> no boy for that. I got this. Like that's right. Yes, you do. You got this." Then there's that picture in the LA Times. I tweeted it out if you haven't seen it. It was went out this morning of of Gigi on Kobe's shoulders. You know, if you're a parent, you know, a position that we've all held our kids in. You know, I, I think we get, I'm not quite there yet, but, you know, sad when the kids get too big or too old to, you know, they're not little anymore. You can't do that anymore. This, this happened yesterday. And I was just, I, I was paralyzed by it. And I am not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a diehard Celtics fan. You know that if you're listening. Hate the Lakers with every fiber of my being because that comes with being a Celtics fan. 
you know, kind of like the Derek Jeter Red Sox Yankees thing, you know, there was a respect level there for Kobe Bryant. I'm no, you know, Kobe fan. I wasn't a Kobe fan. Kind of guy you love to hate, right? I mean, I I think most Celtics fans would feel that way. I mean, I know I know people that hate Kobe with the with the heat of a thousand suns. And so it was, you know, it you see news like that and somebody around your age and just any sort of tragic accident where somebody goes so well far ahead of what their time should be, and it hits you, not even because of them, it hits you in a selfish way. It hits you because it, it makes you attempt to come to grasp with your own mortality. It makes you stop and say, all this petty, stupid crap that I stress over, who got what promotion at work, what fight you got into a with a family member about or a friend or who haven't you talked to in a while over some stupid crap, whether it was your fault or theirs or, or a combination of the two, all, you know, the, the grudges that you don't even in, intentionally hold on to, you just get busy and, and they last and, and permeate or even just the simple stresses of life. Like, Oh my God, I have so much on my plate. I got to get this done and get my kid to this activity. And I, I got to go to the supermarket. I, I got to, you know, get all this laundry done. I need to do whatever it is that you need to get done. And that's human nature. I'm not faulting anybody. We are all guilty of that. You're supposed to be guilty of that. You can't, no matter how we say, you know, cherish every single second, it's impossible. Think about how much that would drive you crazy. Having some sort of conscious devotion to the moment of every second of every day. You couldn't. You couldn't. You would be perpetually disappointed. But things like this happen, and it reminds you of that, and it puts things in perspective. But then, then the news about Gigi, that just, that just froze me in my tracks. It had me refreshing Twitter every two seconds to see if the report was right or wrong. Had me thinking about my own kids had me talking to my own little kids who are old enough, I suppose, at, at seven and five, the older ones, to to have a, a comprehension of death and what that means, certainly, but maybe not grasp it, obviously, in the way that, that you do as you get a little bit older. And, you know, my seven-year-old who's so sensitive and telling him and seeing him kind of tear up and, and he doesn't even know anything about Kobe Bryant. It's just the the idea that things like this happen. It just, it, it, it rocked me in, in a way that I did not anticipate. You know, and I know plenty of people who have, who have, who have shed tears over this, you know, who have no relationship to Kobe Bryant whatsoever. You know, maybe aren't even basketball fans, but you as a parent, you just start to think, my God, you know, for Vanessa, it is so unnatural. People always say, you, like, you, no parent should ever have to bury their child. You lose your husband and you lose your oldest daughter in one fell swoop, left alone to raise three little girls who who have lost their sister and their father. I can't fathom that. I would never want to, obviously. And then something we'll never know short of, some, you know, a recording from a black box coming out. What was it like inside that helicopter at the end? Or when the end was near, when the end was sensed? 
Kobe and Gianna being together, what was the interaction? Was there panic? Was there the, the instinct of a parent protecting his child? Did he hold her and hug her close and kiss her and say, I love you? You know, did they cry? Did they just hug and hope and pray? Oh, my God, somehow let's escape this. Did they know it was going to happen and, and accept it and travel off together into whatever afterlife you may or may not believe in? I, I don't know. I mean, in my house, everyone does things differently. There's no, like, this is just something I, I do, I've done since I was a little kid. I don't even know why. I, I'm I'm not entirely sure if I just started doing this on my own or if I got this from my parents. I couldn't even tell you. But, you know, I have always ended every phone conversation or, or every, you know, I'm leaving the house or someone's leaving my house, a loved one, you know, family member. My last words are always, love you. You know, to the point where it, it might even like sound hollow or cliche like they're just words because it's there's a repetition behind it almost uh, all right you know mom dad talk to you later love you you know we all do it right i don't know exactly why i guess beyond like god forbid tragedy should strike i want that to be the last thing that i say to my wife to my kids my parents my brother my you know whomever not like they don't know, not like they need to hear it, but I don't know. There's there's some sort of something behind saying it, and there are so many tragedies in what happened here. You know, I think a lot of people, understandably, you know, are kind of fixated on on life and legacy and and Kobe's basketball career and what you know just gone too young and and obviously I mean all of those things go without saying for Gianna I mean that's that's a life not even lived when you're 13 robbed of of that opportunity such a promising future taken what happened to them is a tragedy but the real tragedy is for those left behind you know Vanessa the three little girls that don't have their father, don't have their daughter, their sister, their husband. I mean, that stuff scares the living hell out of me as a parent, as a husband. And I think about that stuff probably more than I should, you know, fearful of it. And you think about the number of stupid things we may do in a given day that take you to any sort of unnecessary place. You know what I mean? Like, Texting and driving or something like that. Like, be smarter. Don't do it. There, there are so many examples. But that, I mean, a 13-year-old girl. That's the, you know, that's, that's why this show is happening, I feel like. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it would have been exactly the same if it was Kobe alone in a helicopter. As opposed to his daughter, multiple kids, multiple families, nine people. And this stuff, this is not unique. That's the worst part. This stuff happens every day. You just don't necessarily hear about it because it doesn't involve a celebrity. Or you don't hear the names because, you know, they're not household names. I mean, these tragedies, you know, real horrific situations, you know, horrific situations, 
whatever they may be, natural disasters, school shootings, violence, marathon bombing, 9-11, like you name it. And then you go on. Somehow you find a way to go on. In the basketball sense, you know, Kobe Bryant is months away from being a first ballot Hall of Famer. That's happening this summer. He should have physically, but he, his his legacy, his life's work, he will go into the Basketball Hall of Fame in Springfield, along with Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, and and others. You know, in, in one of the more epic classes that we've ever seen in a Hall of Fame. It will be a celebratory night. It will be a night to remember. But it won't be the same. Kobe would have had a great speech, man. Those three guys... You know, so similar in so many ways, so incredibly different in so many ways. It would have been just special. And I suppose it will still be special, but there will be a cloud over that night. That just, it, it shouldn't, shouldn't be there. So, I don't know. I could go on. We all could. Like others have said, Tell your family members you love them. Hug your kids, your wife, husband. You know, hold them tight. You know, I sure did last night putting my kids to bed. You just, you never know. And we all take it for granted. We do. And you're lying if you say you don't. We all do it. But much like I'm sure it was hard to play basketball yesterday, to broadcast basketball yesterday, I have no interest in talking real basketball right now. So we're not going to do that today. There'll be more to to get to with the Celtics and All-Stars and all that stuff that seems, you know, that we we passionately argue about and we have fun with, but it's also trivial. It doesn't mean anything. It's it's content. It's for fun and, and thankful that you're here and that you tune in. But, like, this is the stuff that matters. Kobe, to his credit, knew it said this not long ago what i've learned is to 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 always keep going always you know there's there's been times particularly early in my career where it just feels like this is the end Um, but what i've come to find out is that you know no matter what happens the storm eventually ends and when the storm does end you want to make sure that you're ready and so i've really learned to put one foot in front of the other uh good bad or indifferent because eventually that storm passes this storm will pass too For most, not all, certainly not those closest to him, he couldn't have been ready. Not even in those final seconds, he couldn't have been ready. No one could be ready. Just sucks. Well, as I told you before, I'm sorry, it's just, it's it's part of this. It has to happen, whether it feels like it fits or not. Today's show is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Go to BetOnline.ag today. Use the promo code CLNS50 for a 50% bonus on your next deposit. Thanks to everybody at CLNS. Thanks to you. Thanks to Kobe for a remarkable life and career. GG for all you were, all you could have been, everybody else on that helicopter as well. 
Rest in peace.